So, game what do you boys. think, man? Chatterbait lets people stream video games now. I'm surprised they didn't. Was it was it not allowed before? It just like wasn't built into their infrastructure or something. Hmm. I mean, the live stream and and porn has been going on for a minute now. Um. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're. I think Twitch is toast. I, and I think Twitch is toast for a multitude of reasons. Uh. But you know. Twitch has been acting like they have some access to some sort of secret code or formula that only they have access to. And that's quickly about to become very not true. Yeah, I think that's right. Because like, I guess, yeah, because I think those websites used to really be like strictly porno only Mm -hmm. in the sense that like I remember for a couple of years ago, these two guys online, Chris James and Stefan Heck, tried to do a bar rescue podcast on Chatterbait. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and got, I, I know a comedian, too, that did uh, just like normal videos on there. Like it was like, oh, a video where I like give you a hug. Yeah. And they got the <laughs> seven heck and Chris James got kicked off. I know that for like not uh-huh. being sexy enough or whatever. Damn. Um, they, that that can happen. I guess they really were just on the, on the on the thing talking about bar rescue. Like there was literally nothing horny about it at all. So like, well, I mean, John Taffer. That's fair. The, aside from like the animal, the latent animal magnetism of John Taffer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and in some ways that the fact that now we know that he is fully evil, uh, it only makes him hotter. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the devil has to be sexy. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, uh, it's him. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I just think that like the first people to crack the chatterbait code. Uh, streaming wise are going to make so much money. Yeah. You mentioned like the first person to do like a vibrator to Dark Souls is going to. Yeah. The first yeah. person to be playing Dark Souls, like one of those like remote operated vibrators is going to be like a billionaire. They're going to be they're going to be able to buy out Jeff Bezos. They're going to yeah. be able to buy Twitch after a yeah. day on Chatterbait. Fucking for real, though, because, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's just going to be freaks I, that yeah. are like, all right, you're fighting this like parry heavy boss. And like right as the boss winding up, they're like, buzz. And then it's like, Haha, oh, I gotcha. they make it harder. They make it yeah. harder. I see. Interesting. Um, that's that, like that's going to lead to a whole new level of like speed runs and stuff like that. I yeah, mean, we, we have a, it'll change the form. Have you? It's like okay, sure, you did that in thirty six minutes, but with nothing up your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> empty no, ass run. Yeah, fucking cool empty ass Dark Souls run. Uh, I did it with a vibrator controlled by sixty nine dudes in a chat. The room. empty assers versus the hardcore players. <laughs> yeah, get good, honestly. Yeah, uh, get wood. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously. I'm, there's nothing wrong with this at all. No, I think and, it but rules. We, we will be waiting for the inevitable, like why chatterbait streamers shouldn't play Fortnite, like think piece. Yeah. You know, like like how like they should only be allowed to play like adult games. Um, I'm excited for those think pieces. Yeah. No, this know. is it, this is not just going to be a big game changer to like the streaming and gaming world, but also it's going to like really affect the the think piece like take economy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like live stream is just it's almost it's almost fully there, right? It's like we are reaching full mass market almost. Well, I mean, like once you know historically, in terms of recorded media or like general electronic media, whatever forum like porn, porn chooses ends up like that's what happened with uh vhs and, and blu-ray yeah. <laughs> dvd 
Um, and so like, mm-hmm. I mean, now they've just like put their stamp of approval on like video game streaming as like a viable commercial like approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful. And, um, it's, it's interesting too. Cause it's like, uh, we, we, we go from chatterbait to Twitch, which like has giant, giant confrontations over like just bikinis and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, we're, we're, we're quickly going to see people shift over to the chatter rate model, which will be really interesting. And it's like, I wonder, I wonder if to just survive places like YouTube and Twitch will have to get more open to this shit. It's the, I don't know. It's like that or pivoting kid style. Yeah, it, it's weird because it's like at the end of the day, like none of these companies have morals. They have like financial goals. And it's like if like <laughs> if there's if there's money to be made, they're not going to like just let it go by. Right. Like like I wonder this is one thing I was thinking about today. Do you think like Amaranth will switch to Chatterbait? <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people argue that she's more successful because she's unique in that she's on Twitch. Whereas if she goes to a sex only site, she's not unique, but she'd be unique there as being like this really straightforward game person. True. Um, but yeah, no, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just, I'm curious to see how this plays out. It's like a very weird, very interesting thing. Um, it also does make me feel like I done gone to the beach. What made me old? Like, yes. it makes you feel very yes. old. <laughs> you um, done gone to the beach that make you old. Yeah, uh, y- yeah. I I also felt that way too recently. One last thing about live streaming and porn before we get to M Night. But I was on a porn site the other day, and I saw one of the front page videos was a porn streamer reacting to a porn okay that's like really too much <laughs> and that's so like Bo it was shit. it was like a porn and then it was like a porn streamer also jerking off and like doing live react to that porn and i was like holy shit like i am going to like i am going to remember this day as the as the first day i saw the content that will soon be everywhere you know when you see a piece of content and you're like oh this is about to be legion yeah Dude, kids, I, I, I saw, kids I saw are, the content. Kids are going to have some like really weird sexualities in the future. I, it's going to all just be like, yeah, I'll, let me react to my bro and my and this chick hooking up. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> just me, the inputs that formulate like the constellation of like sexual appeal are getting so kooky and weird. No, it's actually very simple, Lux. There's tops, bottoms and reacts. And <laughs> you fill in that. What's a trinary? A triad. <laughs> I'm calling it trinary. Sure, uh, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so that is all fascinating. You heard it here first. Uh, and yeah, we're, I'm excited to see what happens next. Uh, folks, welcome to the podcast that makes you old. It's Game Boys. Yeah, welcome to Game Boys, a podcast about video games, usually, sort of. Uh, I'm one of I your feel, hosts, I, and I'm Lux. <laughs> And I'm I'm Griffin, and of course we're joined as always by forever young immortal Haley. Yeah, Haley could go to that beach, never change, never change. Uh, that's because her her skin is made out of coral reef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
she, yeah, she, her, she interacts differently with the uh, with the minerals and the waves they create. Our producer is a star me. Um, yeah. And she shoots lasers. Uh, yeah, she does. Uh, you know, wow. I'm so glad you saw. I'm so you so, so glad you saw the movie. And me too, man. I was actually it's a gaming related story because the whole reason I saw it is that I went to Forrest's house to get him to uh, give me another translation patch for a different PSTV art JRPG. And he was like, I'll do it, but I've got to watch old first. Can you like hang out and watch old and then we'll do the video game thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I ended up seeing it. And it was awesome. And then it turned out the patch yeah. I got wasn't right and it didn't it was totally not worth it in that respect. And I fucked up the video game part totally. But the movie was great. Yeah, the movie is relentless. <laughs> yeah, there is. The, it is a movie that never stops and rests and just assaults you with another horror that is so <laughs> dire that it's that it's it almost just goes right back around the, the the center of the earth back to like comedy yeah absolutely it also has a very weird thing going on with it which is that it feels like it's trying to sustain an exact level of tension the entire time because yes. during all of the like really spooky weird parts the camera is like super normal And during like all of the sort of kids are playing on a beach, the camera gets like real weird and like creepy and it's just like trying to say it exactly like six out of 10 always, no matter what he he, it's unlike any of his other films because you never get a break. And it's and that's like one of the reasons why I I can't recommend it because it's just so exhausting. I kind of love that about it. I mean, I would cut the first and last 10 minutes the same way I feel about like basically every movie. But like, uh, I think that. It's I kind of love that it was just like pedal to the metal the entire time. Yeah, it, it was. But it was it, like it certainly was just oppressive. Yeah, it was. Inc- it was incredibly oppressive. Um, but yes, it was beautifully shot, beautifully acted. Um, uh, but yeah, it doesn't seem to have any like as a film, it didn't really have like any aspirations to give like characters like full arcs like or anything. It's just like this is what would happen. We're going to see this through like to the very end and never give you a, a, a break. <laughs> yeah. The movie is interested in one thing and one thing only, which is like what happens if the beach makes you old? Yes. Like that's yeah. the only um, thing. It's about. I will say on the cinematography side, there's one incredible technical fuck up that I was just in love with. Okay. I um, missed it. Which is they do that split diopter shot where they have like the mom's on one side of an action figure on her left or on her right. And the dad's on the other side of an action figure on his left. So it's something so that they're like divided by the action figures and it's like two singles, the action figures. But then the next wide, their positions are flipped, which just signals that they were actually just sitting next to each other. And they just each had action figures flanking them like they break the 180 Uh, really bad and break the split. And it become it's like it wouldn't be a problem, right? It's art. That's M night does it on purpose. Like it wouldn't be a problem to me if there was like one shot in between, but it's like, they just break the one eighty and then break continuity on the wide. And then they're like, okay, anyways, um, which I, rules. I do have to say cinematography wise that the fact that they were able to like make a one setting of a beach with no walls or dimensions to it, really like visually interesting for that long was really impressive. Yeah. I mean, the trick to that was kind of like, there were camera techniques, a lot of camera techniques that got used exactly once. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like yes. wide angle floating camera. There's one shot with that in the kids, the split diopter thing. There's only that one sequence of them sitting next to each other. 
Like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of shit like that where they just like bust out one trick one time. Um, and that lets I, them kind of give the beach a little bit of an air of change and dynamism that it wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah, I would ultimately say this is like not one of my favorite M. Night's uh, flicks uh, because so much of M. Night films do have good resting so that then the 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 the, the peaks hit harder um, and they do usually tend to have more fun and usually tend to have more uh, of an, I don't know, positive or uh, I don't know, perspective, I don't know, or hopeful perspective about humanity. It was actually um, I think I read I, I read it, I think, substantially higher. Almost because I really love it's weird because it's I really like the pedal of the metal element of it. I really like that. It's no brakes, all gas. But I think that that makes the twist kind of totally fall flat because um, that doesn't like pop me at all. Because I'm already like come pre popped, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the twists are often my least favorite part of the end of my channel movies anyway, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't super bother me. So I actually really, I really enjoyed it, but also I do, I do feel what you're saying like it really on like a, as far as like a movie trying to accomplish a specific set of things with a vibe at the end, like it doesn't super work because there's no rest. But as far as just like a really insane art project, it kind of rules. The twist is that M Knight is fucking hot. He's <laughs> looking good in that movie. He is looking good. He's found the right haircut. He's got a little bit of dad weight, but so he doesn't look as gangly. He's he's looking better than ever, folks. Yeah. No, and, he, it's, and he know it. He gave himself way too big of a role. Yeah, I think it's the <laughs> second biggest one he's given himself in one of his movies behind Lady in the Water. The the last thing I want to say about the movie is that the the tumor scene is one of the greatest scenes he's ever done. Tumor scene is great. Uh, it's one of the greatest scenes of the year. Uh, be, just like it's the perfect action sequence because it's layering like three different conflicts on top of each other at once. Uh, it's just wild and it's exhilarating. And it's the only moment in the film where the characters get a win and there's a victory. Yeah. Uh, it's a, re- it's like a perfect sequence. That's probably the scene uh, that most would benefit from there being rests in the movie that, and uh, the hunchback ladies like total bone freak out. <laughs> Everyone hated the total bone freak out, but I was like, I know Lux is going to love the yeah. bones. Yeah, that shit ruled to me. I love that. <laughs> someone, was like, I love that. someone was like, how does that even work? And I was like, they're on a beach that makes them old. How does that work? Yeah, she has a calcium deficiency and time passes really fast. So her bones get extra brittle super fast. And then <laughs> the because the because of how simpletons. T- yeah. And then because of how time works, her bones heal instantly. So they get all twisted up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we look that took five seconds. Yeah. Open your fucking minds. But more importantly, folks, open your hearts. Open your hearts to the beach. What makes you old? It's so fun <laughs> to the beat. What makes you old? You say it wrong every time. I know. Um, <laughs> you know what? That's why I live in this space. This is uh, a beach from whence I was old. <laughs> <laughs> this look, this is sort of like a in some ways, this is an ideal movie for me just because it's like there's so many ways to say the primary premise sentence that are funny to me, which is really, mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Well, let's let's veer let's veer it back to games, folks. We got a few topics to talk about today. Um and let's get right into something right off the top here. Uh we're talking Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Direct happened last week and I was just telling Lux, it feels like it happened a million years ago. Dude, yeah, it, I don't know. It feels like it happened last week. week. I don't know what can I can we can we pinpoint what happened exactly? I'm not sure. I just, I just feel like a lot of stuff was just going on. 
maybe I, I, I'll have the answer later when I remember it. But for some reason, Nintendo Direct feels like a lifetime ago. But we need it to was cover five it. Days ago. It, it was six, five six, days six ago. Six days ago. And that that's within um, the time that they can uh, arrest you. What's that called again? Statute of limitations. That's the statute of limitations. Uh, so Nintendo Direct happened on nine twenty three, and it popped off big right at the top with a little bit of Bayonetta three. Looks good, man. Looks like Bayonetta. I'll take it. Yeah, the graphics look cool. Gameplay looks cool. I mean, we know one thing about Nintendo is that they very rarely do like the reinvent the wheel thing. Like yes. if they have a game and a pro and like a, a, a mechanical system and shit that works, they're just like, we'll do it again. She has like a cool demon controlling thing in this one. Like they add another layer that might be fun and interesting. Uh, right. But it's very much the it's very much that exact thing. Like it's just yeah, they're doing it, Bayonetta again. Yeah, it's really one of those franchises where, you know, I'm constantly demanding more from sequels and demanding more from franchises. But with this one, I demand nothing. They are hitting the exact Q zone for Bayonetta and they should just keep going. Yeah. No, I mean, why not? Like they got it down. Like it's pretty locked in as you are, gentlemen, as you are. Um, But then there was another big, big, big announcement. And I'm not talking about the one that your mom knows about, the one that your co-workers were frigging soy facing about or tweeting about how mad they were. I'm talking about the N64 and the Sega Genesis coming to Nintendo Switch Online. This is a big one. It's exciting. And they got some interesting games on the list, too. Some ones I didn't necessarily expect to see. Yes. Uh, let's, let's look at some of those right now. Um, let's look at this list. Uh, so it is games like super Mario 64, Mario Kart, star Fox, Yoshi's story. Now that is a fucking classic. I forgot about Dr. Mario, Mario tennis, uh, Ocarina of time. Uh, and there's some smaller titles too, along with that, uh, paper Mario, um, Pokemon snap, Kirby 64. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot of absolute bangers and the fucking just absolutely just fucking slick it down and wet it up even more. We've got the fact that they are making new N64 controllers that Bluetooth connect to your Nintendo Switch. Holy fucking shit. Pretty fucking sick. And then if you look at the Genesis games like, yeah, you've got Contra and you've got Sonic. You also like Echo the Dolphin. Golden Axe, Shining Force, like a real wild collection. It's just really it's really exciting, like especially I don't know if you're me and you're the kind of person who like likes to go back and play old games and mm-hmm. like and like and, sort of and I'm not I'm not a person that likes to go back and play old games. But this is the this is the exact eight timeline where games are still fun when they're old. I think anything before this era is like oh it's fun and like a wow look where games have come but like there's just so many annoying things about older games but like 64 era is like those games are fucking perfect for the switch yeah i mean to to sort of steal a page from forest book from our stream like a lot of these games were made before that people figured out how to make games good like games being good is like a pretty recent invention (laughs) yeah yeah. um but like they're still interesting and these are and you're right these are kind of in that period where games were getting good at least somewhat yes um, and so that makes this a lot more accessible than say like the the Sega or the nintendo uh the super nintendo 
uh, Nintendo Online, where like a lot of that shit is like difficult to play and has like no quality of life stuff. Exactly. So it's like, oh, this is interesting, but like, is this is this like really exciting? No, like, but like, man, I would play the fuck out of that Kirby game because you know that Kirby game is just gonna look perfect on the Switch. It's not glitchy. It's just a simple, good ass Kirby game. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you're gonna get that on a handheld. Yeah, that's it's me fucking fun. great. That's me fun. You know, I'm gonna play the fuck out of Shining Force. Like a weird yeah. old Japanese tactics game. You know, I'm going to play Shinobi three on there. You know, I'm going to do a little Mario stuff like it's going to be really it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about it. And it's just like, oh, it's like and then like, I mean, but they didn't have to go so fucking hard with this controller. That rules. I mean, That's both, so cool. Both and the Genesis one too. like the Genesis one just looks sick. It like I, I might just buy it just to have it like, oh, fuck, man, like. I, 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 it, it, this is one of those big ones because, because you know, N sixty four games, like every Nintendo console era, are really designed for the quirks of that console. So a lot of N sixty four games are annoying to play on the Switch controller. So this is just fucking huge. I mean, yeah. this is like this is like what really would makes me go, oh, I will fucking stream an old game like Kirby. Um, or or like some of these other older 3D platformers, maybe Star Fox 64 or something. Like this really puts it on the like on the front area of my docket. Yeah, it's extremely the it's a, one of the cooler things. It's it's there are other things in here that like pop me a little bit harder in terms of like wow, what a crazy reveal or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, it's. That that's maybe the thing that sort of I think maybe might be the most long-standing thing that I'm fucking around with out of all of this. Like I think there's a lot of stuff in here that I want to try out and that I'll play, but I think the thing that'll probably be the, like that a year from now, the most likely thing that I'm still fucking with is this new Nintendo Online stuff. Totally, totally. Um, and like the only way that they can fuck this up is if they only make like a thousand of the controllers, then I will be so, I'll be so mad. I'll just be like, you had the chance to bring balance and and you ruined it. I bet it will be somewhat like that though. Just because the supply chains for everything are fucked up. I was just yesterday looking into yeah, like fucking sucks. I was just looking into like what it would cost to get a steam deck. Cause we talked about how like my way of playing right. video games is like one of the only ways that makes the steam deck make any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so I looked into it and it's like, it's expensive, not like cripplingly expensive, but it's pretty expensive. But then it was like, oh, and by the way, if you order one now, you'll probably get it by quarter two, 2022. Like, are you fucking serious? Like I have to wait till like spring of next year if I order one today. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in a similar position with like my PC where it's like I for like a year have been needing a, a new graphics card because I'm playing like the new PC games at like 2k and like high frame rates and like my computer's starting to scream. It's really starting to get hot and scream. It's just a loud um, boy. It's a loud boy. Now it needs a new graphics card and there are none on the horizon. I, I, it's, it's just wild. It's wild that this, pandemic is going but doesn't feel like it's going but everything is still closed and it's just it's like there's like no sign yeah. of it ending <laughs> no everything seems to be bad and not getting better yeah it's weird but i'm, I'm, kind but I'm of like a, working kind of reminds again me of the beach that makes you old honestly 
Yeah, exactly. And you know what? They had a Game Boy on that on that beach, I think. Probably. They had a notebook, so who knows what else? It was really annoying that they planted the way to escape the beach, like really obviously at the beginning. And then they like never remembered that until everyone was gone. Oh my God. Yeah. The fact that like the key is that this kid remembers that he has a note he hasn't read yet is so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, So yeah, that was that announcement moving on. So like that's already like Bayonetta new N64 controllers that already popped me off. Then they announced Splatoon 3. I, I just don't care. I know some people enjoy the game. Good for you. I'm happy for you. People should enjoy, and I'm going to let people enjoy things, but you know, I've played Splatoon one and Splatoon two, and I just, something about it never truly hooks me. Yeah. I mean, I've never gotten into those games for sure. They seem fun. There's like definitely not my speed. That wasn't one of the things yeah. that like I, uh, I popped for. It's just, I don't know. It clearly works for enough people that they're making sequels for it. But to me, it's not it's not like an A tier Nintendo franchise. And unfortunately, like it's one of the only new franchises, like in terms of in the modern era that Nintendo like puts effort behind. And it's kind of a bummer that it's for Splatoon. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the like just to go back to what I was saying before, that's one of the downsides. Nintendo's reluctance to reinvent the wheel is they're like. We have these like nine or 10 things that basically always hit every time. And that's the vast majority of our focus. And like Mm -hmm. if some one of our weird side projects like Splatoon, for instance, pops off, that can like join the Pantheon. But like the Pantheon is like the main, main, main focus. Right. Um, And but in speaking of things that always pop off when they do them, we've got a new Kirby game. Wow, that's it's that's big, exciting for me. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. It is a 3D platformer that looks a lot like a like a Super Mario platformer game um, or like a Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, It's out April 2022 and it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks incredible. Uh, And, and you know, Kirby needed and deserved this. Because it seems like for a while they've been kind of doing very low energy Kirby titles. And it's like Kirby deserves big boy titles. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I One thing about this that really made me excited uh, is that one of my many hot takes is that Kirby more than Zelda or Mario is like the Nintendo figure that I enjoy to play as. Like I've enjoyed the Kirby adventure games more than I like the the Mario or Zelda one. Obviously, like I understand the craft sort of of like Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask or something. Um, but Kirby's just so fucking fun. And I agree. Kirby versus Mario. As a kid, I always was more attracted to the to the Kirby 3D platformer game or whatever. Yeah. And I think this is great. I think this is like it's exciting that we got Mario Odyssey. We got Breath of the Wild and now it's Kirby's turn. Um, and I'm really excited to see what they do with it because that's like a, a, a franchise and a character and a, a thing, uh, I'm like, ex- I, that I think is ready to like have a big come come up on the scene. Oh, wow. And Kirby is being voiced by Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> mm, wow. Iron Kirby. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, what is that game 
was it for N64? It must have been the N64 one. That's that like it's like kind of 3D Kirby, but there's like different levels. Is that Kirby Adventures? Well, or is that just Kirby like 64? Like platformer thing. There's like Kirby and uh, the Dreamland or whatever. Yeah, uh, there's there's been a few that I really enjoyed as a, as a kid. Um, and but for a while now, they've been putting out sort of a little, like lackluster ones. I remember like two or three years ago, they released one that's like you can play four Kirby's at once, and I'm like, easy, make make one game. Right? Yeah, it's the uh, same. It's the same shit. It's like make make the Kirby Odyssey, make the Kirby of the Wild. Yeah. Um, easy mode. Yeah. It, and you know what? Just do it again for Donkey Kong. We'll eat this slop. We will. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely true. I mean, that's more, like Nintendo does know that we'll eat that slop, you know? And also this, this, this Kirby game made me really think about how Super Mario Odyssey kind of just turned Mario into Kirby because like the hat is Kirby's suck power in a way they become the thing and use its power. Yeah. Um, so, just, so we're just escalating so that. <laughs> So basically Super Mario Odyssey is a Kirby game, like mm. in terms of its functionality and like what the ga- gameplay mechanic well, revolves around. It's the difference between like sucking in and throwing out, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Kirby's an in-game, Mario's an out-game. It's like a belly button. Wow. Any or outies. Um, but regardless, it's looking really good. It's looking like it's going to be super solid. And it's looking like they spent a lot of time on it. And it wasn't an afterthought. Well done, Nintendo. Um, you hit it out of the park, even if it was on a T-ball for you. Yeah. Um, so that's Kirby. We saw a little bit more of Project Triangle Strategy, my favorite JRPG title. I am <laughs> so excited for that game. Yeah, I knew you would be, you little... You little fucking shape freak. I love the demo. <laughs> I love shapes. <laughs> um, I love projects and strategies. <laughs> um, it's really, I, mean, I, I thought the demo was so fun and cool. And it's so like, it combines two things I really like, right? Like tactic shit. And then also this sort of like interpersonal choice making negotiation stuff uh, with mm-hmm. some really cool systems. And so that game getting an official release date, getting another look at it, like, popping the sort of like, Oh, right. There's a thing I'm excited about like button in my brain. Like, yeah, that's that, that was great. That was uh, one of my top three things that I got to see. Yeah. When I saw this, I was like, I'm going to hear about this from Lux a couple months from now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that's triangle strategy. Uh, JRPG people go off and then God damn, right around the corner. They showed a little bit more Metroid dread. I'm, I'm excited. I was on the fence. I wasn't I wasn't sure how excited I should be, but I'm ready to go. October 8th. That's just right. That's a week away. Yeah. What am I, what am I doing? It's true. It's looming. That's going uh, to be a big one. That's going to be a big one. That's going to be. Oh, yeah. October, I mean, October suddenly is like so hot. Like my birthday month is crazy now. Like there's so many things yeah. that are coming out in October. I'm never going to talk shit about like how it's a light month or like a light year ever again, because I, I, I like a, I always end up regret like eating my words and being three games behind. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, even like a couple weeks later uh, is fucking uh, the the new Mario Party that, that comes out on my birthday on October 29th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, 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 all, and you've also pre-ordered Call of Duty Vanguard, right? Um, yes. I love two guns. 
<laughs> but well, this one's in World War Two. You can maybe as a as a history buff, you might pop off for those. They did have guns then, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, the new Mario Party looks fine to me. Um, it looks exciting. Like I'm glad they're just adding. Isn't it just stuff. On, Isn't it just a port of like all the games? Um, yeah, it's just like a combination of like greatest hit stuff. But I think okay. that's the way to go. I mean, yeah, because they they simply refuse to actually make a game after the well, newest Mario and Party. It's like, you know, um, they the Mario parties are always like this amalgam of hits and misses because like every mini game is not going to work. Every map isn't going to work just because there's so much weird shit involved. Like you can't just play test them to perfection. And so like going back right. to 10 games and being like, here's all the shit that worked. It's one game like that's pretty fucking smart to me. Yeah, best greatest hits. I think the thing to me that like uh, the Mario games to me are defined by how you're able to move around the maps because that is the main mechanic that really changes the games for me and their identities rather than like, oh, the mini games, which it's like, I don't remember which game has any of the mini games. All the mini games are decently fun to me and I don't remember which one has the best, but I do remember like, oh, on this one, you can move the map on this way or like my favorite and honestly, one of the least popular Mario parties was the one where you are all in a vehicle together. That was the best Mario party mechanic because as opposed to people being spread out on a map and especially in more amateur casual games that you play with just your friends, as opposed no to one's really calculating pro Mario party as opposed to like, yeah, like yeah. Pro Mario party players or whatever. Like the majority of people are playing with their fucking friends. Most people like aren't engaging with any kind of strategy because people aren't super aware of where each other are on the map. And it's a little random when people were all in the vehicle together, you were able to sort of look ahead and know where you are in the turn and maybe sabotage your or help the next person. And it all was a lot more focused. And it was the first time where I felt like I was really playing with everyone, like on every play. Yeah, it's it's that one was pretty good interactive. I'm very curious how that's going to play out. I'm very curious, like for me, even if it's like the most straight up Mario Party in terms of like map movement, if all the mini games are just the tip top mini games and you're just guaranteed to play like 15 really fun mini games with your friends over the course of an hour and a half. That's like worth it to me. Is is it online? Uh, I believe so. Let me scroll down to the announcement page. Because because they'll de- they'll definitely find a way to fuck that. Yeah, that's, up. I mean that's true. Um, um they they never because that, that seems to be like a huge thing. Because it's like I would download that and then like we could do it on my stream and then we, could, we could all play with some friends true. or something. Like there like there's all sorts of options available if they do the bare minimum. Uh, but there's a few other little small oh, titles wait, Griffin, at Nintendo Direct. Griffin, let me read you a yeah. piece of copy. Please copy uh, me. Bring the party anytime, anywhere with same system, local wireless or online play. <laughs> now, the online has an asterisk next to it. So let me. Asterisk is you can't queue up with friends. There's no friends list and you can only queue up with random strangers. I bet that's Nintendo what Switch is. online membership bare- sold separately and Nintendo account required for online features not available in all countries and uh, internet access required for online features. Terms apply Nintendo.com slash switch online. I bet it gets worse. I bet you have to log in from uh, a Microsoft Zoom. Um, yeah, you got to have a Zoom. <laughs> it's uh, which is great. Got to have a Zoom. So uh, that that was that. And then, of course, you know, not to be fucking 
finished or, you know, just to keep fucking going hard, the biggest Hollywood news, the most mainstream news topic to come out of this event, the Mario movie, Super Mario movie 2022, uh, December 21st, 2022, just in time for Christmas, we'll be seeing a feature film about Mario. Now, here's my take. I think the casting is almost across the board. Excellent. I think mm-hmm. Chris Pratt Mario is a, the, the it makes me think this movie's gonna suck ass. Yeah. So ever so pretty much uh, everyone knows it's like if you miss it's like it's like if you don't know who the president is. We all know that Chris Pratt is Mario. Okay, we're not breaking any news to you. Um, and yeah, you know a lot of people said it was um, Italian phobic. Well, that's not necessarily and, my issue with it, but. <laughs> uh it, it could be i guess yeah uh I, there's a lot of funny takes i think my my favorite take was a personal take i saw on my facebook where someone on facebook was like like man like just casting another uh just casting uh another like um underground person like chris pratt i'm sure he and like hollywood next time you're casting maybe cast someone who could actually use those residuals and i'm thinking do you understand how any of this works yeah i mean look they have to cast a big name as mario that's just how this stuff works are they gonna gonna cast some underground person as mario yeah what they did need to do is cast someone who can play kind of like down on his luck little schlub which despite chris pratt's career he's never been good at (laughs) Um, mm-hmm. I, I just well, don't want Mario to like punch a brick and then go, uh, that just happened. Yeah. They should have just gone all the way to Ryan Reynolds with it. I think they should have, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's to me, it's like D- Danny DeVito was right there, but then that would be like a comedic choice. And it seems like they're going very like Lego movie generic with it. Yeah. I think um, that's right. Danny DeVito would have been good. I mean, like, um, uh yeah, who else would be fun to to be would be fun to be Mario? I'm trying to think of like who plays a really good it's sad just, it, sack. It's just weird to me because everyone was really upset about Chris Pratt. And it's like I know Chris Pratt probably has some bad takes or something like that, or did a dumb tweet or like donated to the Republican Party. Uh, but that's like literally every one of the Avengers, and most people are just too dumb to realize. Yeah, that. I mean that's not uh, the reason. To, I mean that's a reason to dislike Chris Pratt, the guy, obviously. But that's not a reason to be like this is a bad cast. But there's a lot of reasons to be like it's a bad yeah. casting choice. Yeah, but people weren't even able to really articulate that. People were just. Like it was my least favorite internet reaction because everyone's was just like, um, what question mark, but not really articulating why Chris Pratt would be bad or who would be better. Uh, just like, just kind of generic reaction, top, bottom and reacts. Yeah. That's, you know, you've nailed it. You've, you've put the world into a, I was like, a spectrum that makes sense. uh, Yeah. This is my spectrum now. Uh, and I was just like, if you guys are going to be mad about something, at least be specific. Let us know why you're mad because it's just, it's just like white noise otherwise. So no one really could articulate to me why it would be super 
terrible decision. Obviously, Lux, we could come up with reasons why there'd be someone better, but why why is Chris Pratt not our Mario? I mean, because of what I said, like Chris Pratt is an epic bacon guy. Does not a schlub. He's yeah. like an epic, he's not a schlub, and more importantly, he's like an epic bacon guy. And I just think that's like the worst possible vibe for Mario to have. It's also weird because it's like for so long, Mario has basically not talked. Yeah. <laughs> that it is going to be psychically sort of a conflict for me. And also it's like, I think with the Lego movie, there never was any story about Legos. So it was truly an open book to like lay a story onto. But Mario's in this weird space where it's like, well, it's not a real story. It doesn't have a story, but it does have like a framework narrative. Right. And, and and so I'm like, why do like I'm not excited about yeah. this movie. Well, like, Lego movie one worked so well because the story was about how like Legos ain't got no rules and that like grown up rules being imposed on like kids imaginations is, is not good. And that imagination is like a powerful and good thing. It was a story about how we re- interact with Legos. Yeah. And that rules. And that was really fun. There's not you can't do that with Mario in the same way, like you said. Yeah. Um, And like that's. That's part of the problem here is that like they they just want to make like a they just like want to do like the Sonic movie basically I feel like right but at least with Sonic like Sonic games have had more narrative they've had scenes where Sonic talks to other people they've had scenes where like characters make decisions like Sonic Adventure Battle Two has a lot of narrative uh, and so like it, it like I can like totally get behind a movie where like Sonic is talking and doing scenes, but like Mario never has I done that. I think what we need to do is when the movie comes out, we need to download the movie, get a copy, and then we need to edit all of Chris Pratt's lines out and replace them with the game sounds of Mario, the guy. Yeah. And just have it be totally. that's the whole movie is everyone's everyone else plays it in the way they play the movie. But then he's just like, here we go. It's a me. And then that's it. Those are the two things he says. Dude, and we can go absolutely viral yeah. doing that. Yeah, that's uh, maybe I will do that. I don't, I don't have, you know, I got plenty of time. Yeah, we don't have time or self-respect. We can do whatever. Yeah. That, that, that's 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 a you know, I'm I'm kind of an expert at going viral. Arcs. Yeah, you are. You've, you did um, it recently. Yeah, I'm you can call me. They, they call me Mr. Viral. Uh, and you know, going viral, sure, that's 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 one thing. That's easy, okay? Getting a tweet, a promotional tweet from Cliffy B, Cliff Blazinski, creator of Gears of War, the man who put a chainsaw on an assault rifle. What a hero. Thank you. What a king. Cliffy. And yeah, that he came (laughs) tweeting out my video. Cliffy, I love you. If you're listening to this, oh my God, go somewhere else. What are you doing? Cliffy, come on the show. All right. Yeah. Cliffy, come on. Holy shit, man. That's crazy. It was a whirlwind. I mean, I've played Gears of War. Like that was so much of my childhood. Like, like just, just loading into online matches. I played Gears of War two tournaments, online tournaments. I played a lot of hours of those games. Uh, And now we've made it, Lux. Now we're huge. Yeah. No, we're doing it. Soon we're going to have a hype house.
I'm we got to start putting chainsaws on things. Uh, if you put a chainsaw on something, Cliffy will come. Man, it's like it's like it's like if you build a, a baseball field, the ghosts come. Uh, yeah, that is true, especially if you put it in your corn because ghosts love corn. Yeah, that makes sense. You can either be in corn or a disgusting house. Yeah. And corn, that's all that's a, your a cornfields and all you can eat buffet. That's true. Yeah. I, I, it's not a lot of snacks in a haunted house. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, but anyways, uh, that was the Nintendo direct. Um, we got one more thing to talk and, about, right? Yeah. What, 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 what are we talking about? We got a few things. I, I could talk about all sorts of things. Um, well, I thought you want to talk about new uh, listen, world. I, I, I have endless topics until we hit an hour, you know, sure. and then all of a sudden my, my my brain wipes and I wake up back on a beach and I go, I got to break this loop. <laughs> and then someone goes, you're not breaking this loop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, woman. <laughs> what is happening? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing death loop. I'm doing every five minutes. Yeah, of but death you're loop. also kind of doing chef's parents from South Park. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Mm, okay, kinda. Um, <laughs> he's trying. He, he's not trying to pay that sea monster, <laughs> the Loch Ness monster. He's trying to avoid it. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a few things. Uh, just a quick Death Loop update. I'm. I've almost beaten it. Where are you at? Um, I'm like. Uh, I have not almost beaten it. I'm like maybe four or five like total gameplay. I'm probably closer to ten total gameplay hours in. It's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I, I'm really liking the sort of the like the core loop, physical loop of the gameplay and like getting better at it. Um, but I, I do find the way that they chart the narrative of the investigations and quests to be very lackluster and a little repetitive. Um, and like the deeper you get into some of these quest lines, it's just like, okay, now reset the day and like, come back here in the morning. Okay. Now reset the day and come back here in the afternoon. Uh, and it's, it gets like that rhythm or that narrative rhythm gets a little bit boring and I can kind of see why people in sort of the third quarter of the game, like the shine of the story does really start to wear off. Uh Oh, um, and then the big problem is, is that the majority of the narrative is told in these in these journal entries um, that if you don't really sit down and read, you're not going to understand what's going on. But that sort of stop and read really doesn't fit with the rest of the yeah, momentum the issue of the gameplay, of the game which is like the, the more powerful you get, you're jumping, double jumping, sliding. You're like, like what's so fun about the game is as you start to gain powers and upgrades and you know where all the enemy little patches are, you start flying around the game like a monster, just like descending upon packs, like, and just jumping everywhere, flying, just, just making the map your bitch. And then it's like, you need to completely halt and stop and absorb. And that rhythm just does not work. It just does not work. And that combined with really, really poor direction of voice actors, and especially some of the villains later, 
not just Juliana, but like I thought Juliana was bad, but some of the other the the villains are just atrociously bad in performance and in the and in their dialogue and what they're writing. And it's like nowhere near the quality of a Bioshock where that fucking Bioshock radio comes on and it is an incredible voice actor performance that gives you really specific, unique flesh and texture of, of that world. It just does not get anywhere near that level in Deathloop. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. Um, I kind of get that vibe. The stop and start is my biggest thing. Like I, like I said, I agree with you about that. That's like the most frustrating because it really is like a game about like controlling space and controlling movement. And so when you just have to like stop doing that for a while. Yeah. It's like, why, 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 why are you, why are you making me do this? Uh, so yeah, they're definitely, it's definitely not game of the year, but it is a fun game and a game that I kind of in, am curious on like how they wrap it up and I'm almost done with it. So definitely an easy game that you can fly through. Um, but also a game that's actually kind of fu- fun to invest more time in. Uh, if you start doing the online stuff, uh, the invasion mechanic is, is pretty fun. It's pretty scuffed, but it's pretty fun. Have you gotten invaded? Not yet. So I don't know what it is, but I have online mode on. So and for whatever reason, I get invaded like every level if I have it on. I think I probably don't uh, have it. Which is I super, don't have it on knowing me. It's super annoying uh, if you are just trying to play the game. But like there's a whole second game of just fighting these invaders uh, and it becomes like a cat and mouse game where you're like, sometimes you're fighting with them in a corner of the map and then you both run away to heal. And then you like try to sneak up on each other again in a different part of the map. It's a really fun system, but the only problem with the system, and I had some really tense like matches where I was like, my heart was beating and I was like, this is really fun and like engaging. Uh, I'm going to fuck this guy up. Like, like how dare this guy invade my, my, my fucking map. Um, but the problem is, is that the invader has way too much power. Basically the invader like is friends with the enemy. Yes. So it's like the invader can like really squanch up and like just hold out. Whereas like you are constantly are exposing yourself because enemies will attack you. So the, the power dynamic isn't fair, but the idea is really interesting. Um, and it's just not there yet either, but it is, it, I have had some, some really exhilarating gameplay out of those invasions. Super fun. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that. Um, and uh, we, didn't won't, you we want to talk to me about New World. We want I wanted to cap it off. Yeah, uh, I was going to damn it. I was going to do the intro by singing Aladdin, just really nailing the high notes, doing both parts, not letting you duet, but like being like, stop. Then I got it. And then do duetting both parts. Well, that's out the window. Yeah. New World came out yesterday. It's an. Amazon MMO. Now, Jeff Bezos has always loved World of Warcraft, and he's heavily involved in this game. So involved in this game that you actually are not allowed to make a character named Jeff Bezos. Whoa, really? That name that name is banned from the Amazon MMO, and you cannot create a character that looks like Jeff Bezos either. So power to the players. Power to the players indeed. So, how, okay. So tell me about this game. Cause I only knew it was happening like two days ago and I, I know very yeah, little. So about this it. game has been, 
Yeah. So basically, this is Amazon's. Um, this is a big. This is a big step. This is a big moment because all sorts of people have been trying to get back into the MMO market. But MMOs take you know like five or six years to make. So these games have always been sort of talked about. We do also know that Netflix is working on an MMO, and sort of the convergence of Hollywood and the video game industry is all coming together to sort of build the next generation of massive multiplayer online games. And New World has just got in there first. Uh, New World is a medieval MMO, um, but as opposed to sort of cooldown button mashy combat, like WoW, where you have a set of like one through 10 and you wait for those powers to reset, um, it's more hack and slashy, like a Skyrim. So it's not first person. You are in third person mode, but like you are swinging a sword and you are clicking to swing it. And it's like a little more like real time and a little less like sit back and spam buttons. That's interesting. That's fun. Yes. Um, and the the other interesting thing about it is it has a big focus on crafting. Um, in fact, like I would say that crafting is pretty much not optional. Um, and it's like a very crafting forward I mean, MMO. Amazon needs fabrication economies to continue running their shipping <laughs> yeah. business. This makes perfect sense to me. Yes, you can pee in a bottle um, in the game. It's incredible. But they, but it's like it's it's cool when you do it in the game. Uh, yeah. So a fuck ton of people have been playing it. It is the most popular game, of course, over the last two days on Twitch. Um, so many people are playing it that the typical queue to get into the servers is about eight hours. Jesus Christ. That's so <laughs> yeah, long. It takes about eight hours on, on an average server. Now, there are some tinier servers that you can make a character on. Um, and Amazon is being really smart with this. This is what this is actually really cool. This is this is something I wanted to talk about with New World. I thought was super interesting because I'm sure I'll have more thoughts on the game specifics like next week as I keep on watching streams of it. But there was this really cool thing about how they handled servers, which is if you go to the New World website, New World will tell you on the official New World website. There's a page called where streamers are playing. Oh, interesting. And you can yes. Very interesting. And you can find your favorite streamer, what server they're playing on, and then start a character on that server. Or you can say, fuck ever playing on a streamer server. There's queues and there's crazy shit all the time. Just let me play on a normal server. And then you can like avoid those servers. It's a really interesting feature. Yeah, no, that is very fascinating. Um, it like really lets you be a part of that. What like proto celebrity culture space, you know, like you can go yes, visit the and it's an acknowledgement that that's how people engage games now. Like that, it's an acknowledgement that like, that's like what people want to do with games. Like they want to like, they like MMOs are one of the only types of games where you can see your streamer in them. Like in call of duty, you can't party up with Nick Merckx. He's not going to let you into his party. You know, you can try to stream snipe him in game, but that's about it. Um, you know, MMOs are one of the only places where you can like run next to your quote unquote friend 
<laughs> your streamer. Uh, and that makes it really unique. And, and, and it's really interesting that this isn't some third party site doing this, that this is the company itself acknowledging that this is how people like to play now. Uh, and that was like definitely a big way, a big shift, right? A big like kind of change. Yeah, no, that is getting like, like uh, keying into that is very interesting because that's definitely always been sort of a subtext of a lot of the stuff that like you could play WoW with Asmongold if you like got your shit straight and ended up in the right place at the right time and like making that built yeah. into this is a very fascinating choice and, a, and one that I'm interested to see how it goes. One other cool thing that they're doing is that they know that the server queues are going to be really bad. So they said, if you start a character on a low population server, they'll let you transfer it for free later, which is also super sick and and a pretty cool, like, just respect the player and like they'll stick around, you know, um, that that that's super cool and something that like. I just would I would I would see Blizzard just fucking absolutely nickel and dime someone for. Um, so there, there's stuff like that. That's like smart. It's like, listen, like one of the reasons people are checking this game out. And it's so popular is because everyone is leaving. Wow. Right now, because they feel nickel and dimed for a lack of content. And it's like, just be good to the players. And that will already be a way higher bar than like what Blizzard has like done to their players um even if the game isn't that good because my big take so far is that the game doesn't look that good it just looks like a difference it just looks like something new like like that's not so people don't have to play right, wow. in that setting that's kind ne- of refreshing they're I hungry think. like yeah like you're like, they're hungry people yes. just want novelty in that space because it's just been so many wow clones there's neckbeards and they're ready to play an MMO and they're sick of wow. So if you do something halfway competent, people are going to put hundreds of hours into it. Um, and that's what's been happening. A lot of people have been streaming and playing it. Um, and I guess my big takeaway so far from New World just as an MMO is that it's not going to stick with me because it does not have a unique art design. It is very just by the numbers, like basic medieval. Um, And so like the armor sets don't really interest me or have like a unique spirit to them. Um, And ultimately, there isn't really a strong narrative in the game. Uh, Narrative is really in the back and there isn't a whole lot of narrative going on, which after a game like Final Fantasy 14, I am going to expect a lot more from all future MMOs. Um, so those things to me are big red flags where I'm like, you know, this game's hot now, but will it stand the test of time? We'll have to see. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's, I'm curious. I like the live, I like the live action fight element that you were talking about, the sort of click to swing or whatever. That sounds fascinating to me and distinct from it's, I hope it works if only so that the idea of making non wow style MMOs becomes a more palatable thing. Again, not my scene. I'm not an MMOs guy, but like it, and I always want every gaming scene to be more diverse and interesting in its designs and less repetitive. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, to me, the hack and slash, like that's cool for like 60 to 80 hours in like a Skyrim, but like there is something very like relaxing and soothing about not having to aim in like an MMO and just like pressing the buttons and kind of like zoning out. 
Um, and so like you do have to be a little more engaged if every battle is like you aiming, you know? Um, and so like all those little things are like, I mean, we think like, Hmm, what, what's, what's all this going to add up to long-term we'll have to see. Um, but, but no monthly subscription, just 40 bucks. Um, so, you know, not a, not a bad game to just check out. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm curious. I'm going to check out a stream or two. I'm not going to play it cause I don't have the energy or the desire to, but I am curious enough that I might peep a stream while I'm like doing another thing or something like that. Yeah. Regardless, it's a, it's another sign of the times that like, wow, wow's era is on the decline. If they don't do something drastic and redesign the game from the ground up, they will like disappear into the, you know, into the past. And meanwhile, all these companies, they're ready to take their shot. Um, will there be one monopoly MMO or is that era done too? And will there just always be three to five competing MMOs now? Um, not sure, but I think an environment or MMOs have to compete with each other is just going to create more value and better content for the player. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. That's definitely real. <laughs> Even if you can't play as Jeff Bezos, the first MMO that lets me play as Jeff Bezos will have me for life. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Um, if you want Griffin on board, just let the man play as Jeff Bezos. Let me be Bezos in being Bezos. Um, all, right. all right. Well, that's, that's Game Boys. Um, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Fucking let Griffin play as Jeff Bezos. Go watch old if you haven't yet. Um, mm -hmm. Learn about that special beach. Um, let's all play Mario Party soon. And if you want to play Mario Party with me or Griffin or Haley, uh, you can find Haley on YouTube and Instagram at Eat Every Sound. You can find Griffin on Twitter and TikTok at Griffin P. Davis or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Choom Room uh, streaming most nights or some nights. Do you have a schedule right now? no schedule and that's what's so incredible about it <laughs> yeah that's like the best part is that it's there's no schedule it's 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 all fly by the seat of your pants wildness uh you can find me on twitter at tailboy that's t-a-i-l underscore b-o-i and you can find me also streaming at twitch.tv slash forest g walker every thursday at 8 30 central when i play shin megami tensei 2 now we've moved on from one because one was too hard and boring um, speaking of sort of old games and the lack of quality of life uh, fixes. Wait, which 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 one was we too boring? Shin Megami Tensei One to Shin Megami Tensei Two because Shin Megami Tensei One was just like too much. Like the the yeah. the fact that you only get a mini map that you can easily access if you have the spell that gives you a mini map, and that the mini map spell has a cooldown is infuriating. The fact that the other map that <laughs> you can so the fact awesome. that the other map you can get to doesn't have a consistent alignment. It just aligns towards the direction you're facing, but you can't tell because you're a square on the map, not an arrow. Very confusing. And a a lot of those things aren't even like technological. It's like it's 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 from an older like arcade ideology of like making the player's life hell. <laughs> like artificially extending the game. <laughs> yeah. Like some, some of it's tech, but some of it's like, Oh no, games are supposed to be impossible. Like that was the ideology back then. Yeah, no, that's fair. Especially those kind of games. Where it was like, wow, I get to fight a goblin. This is so cool. And then everyone's like, yeah, you can fight a million of them if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. Okay. All right, folks. Goodbye everyone. Bye.